Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me on today's show, Andreas and Marie, uh, pleb, pleb coaches. This is going to be a really interesting interview. I hope you really enjoy this one. It was a pleasure to meet these guys. I met them at the Princess Hotel in Germany when we went across in November. And uh, that was an event put on by Mark. And the whole hotel was there just for a whole Bitcoin weekend. It's a great place to go and do a meetup. Yes, the, the talks are in German, but everybody there speaks perfect English. So you get to hang with a bunch of European plebs, uh, hit the bars, hang out, do all the good Bitcoin stuff and get to meet loads of different people. I met Andreas and Marie. I was introduced by Knut, who was also there. And they took me completely by surprise with the work that they are doing. And that is hypnosis or kind of trance is the, the, the way to, to describe it. To help people, and they want to help specifically plebs with with anything whether you're trying to give up smoking drinking any other kind of bad habits uh, i was having a real weird time i'd been sneezing non-stop every day for almost two or three weeks when i met them and i brought this up to them within the first five minutes of chatting and they said they'd have a go at trying to help me out with that i sat through a session with them for 45 minutes right in front of my family and canute and then i didn't sneeze at all for the next three days i was I mean, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know what to tell you. Listen to the interview. Make your own decisions and reach out to them because they're, they're really fascinating people, great plebs, and uh, like I said, just a, a pure honor to meet them. And I've done some later sessions with them on, on Zoom as well, uh, again, to, to tackle the sneezing, which came back after a week or two, and they've knocked that down again. And I wanted to get better at uh, talking French, and so we did a, a session about trying to... Um, overcome some some blocks in our minds anyway before we get into the show please make sure uh, you're stacking your sats and do that in a manner which suits you best try and keep it as private as possible if you want to go no kyc for your sats head over to hodl hodl hit the link in the show notes you will save on commission that's a great place to start your stacking journey if you're in the us you can use swan bitcoin just download the app and start stacking use that code bitten you can also use them to switch out of your retirement funds into bitcoin too they have a swan private relay r-e-l-a-i dot ch they're based out of switzerland they offer you a stacking service. You can be stacking up to 1,000 Swiss or equivalent per day in under two minutes. Get over to the app. Use the link in the show notes. Use the code BITS and you'll save on commissions there too. So that's where you can stack. Wasabi Wallet is a place to go and learn about coin join service. WasabiWallet.io. You can even create a wallet there very quickly and easily and withdraw some Bitcoin through that and witness a coin join in front of your eyes. Bitbox02 for your cold storage. Make sure you are in control of your own keys. We've got 3rd of January coming up. That is getyourbitcoinoffexchangeday.com. Uh, and please take that seriously. Please take self-custody. Then head over to mempool.space. Check out the current fee situation. It's bad. And then start figuring out whether or not you actually need to transact right now. 
or save some sets. Enjoy this rip with Andreas and Marie. Okay, we are good to go. We've got Marie and we have uh, Andreas from, uh, it's Pleb Coach, right? Yes. Yes, the Pleb Coaches. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but uh, I suppose good morning. Guten Tag, bonjour. We are a multinational uh, call today. Uh, Lauren, are you gonna are you gonna head off with the first question? Why did you choose the career of hypnotizing? Oh, that's a good one. So actually, I feel like the career rather chose me than the other way around. Uh, it was just interest for the topic. It was never like, oh, I want to like become a hypnotist. It was rather the experiences uh, in my life that brought me down this path and to Marie, basically. Yeah, and actually, it's not really a career. Like you know, it's not. It's not like um, you, like we we sh like for me at least, it's not like this that uh, I I told myself at one point of life that I want to do that or like it's like life led us there. But actually, you know, it's for me, it's more like a pleasure. It's like uh, something I love to do. I don't consider it as a, a job or something. You know, it's more like uh, something that feels very very right. And uh, you know that um, like since only four days, I'm not working anymore in my my actual job, like in my in my fiat job. So really, yes. <laughs> wow, wow! Congrats, man. Thank you, thank you. What, what, uh, well done. Uh, I mean, I guess Bitcoin's pumping, so yeah, why not throw it all away and uh, you know quit and exit exit fiat. I'm sure there are other reasons, but uh, congratulations, yeah. I hope. I hope you weren't fired and like you're bitter. No, no, no. It was my, my own choice and that feels, it feels really good. So now I'm on my on my own way, let's say. What what were you doing? Just uh, so the plebs are aware of, of kind of... I, I was working on technical documentation. And actually, I, I really like to document. I really like... Um, I, I like to simplify technical things for people so that they can understand it really easily and that it's really fun to learn it's only that um you don't really have the time to do it in a very really good way mm. so this is a bit frustrating let's say so okay. I, I think my, my ambition was was higher than what i could have realized right well congrats and uh looking forward to the future so other than doing this kind of work have you got anything else you're you're eyeing I'm sorry. What what but, um, else are you going to uh, to do going forward, other than the the kind of work that we're going to talk about today? Well, actually, I'm looking forward for Christmas. This is where my next my next step. I will just I just want to enjoy this month. I will just uh, enjoy it with my kids and have a good time. And I have the feeling that um, I, I'm just open my eyes, uh, open my arms, and then everything comes to me. Mm -hmm. So this is this is a way. There is no real focus. It's more that um, I have already a list of people I want to talk to. And um, and then let's see what's what's going on. Like yeah. we will uh, with Andreas and our common project, we will uh, like doing some podcasts. We will we have a lot of a lot of ideas that we want to realize in the soon future. So um, yeah, the the backlog is quite long, and now I have time to to work on that. But yeah, there then there are many ideas out there. Awesome. Well, okay, <laughs> cool. All right, Lauren. Good first question. Did you have any more? Uh -huh. I don't know how to say it correctly mm. in English. Like, what was the most accomplishing thing that you've done with hypnotizing? 
How how would you phrase that? Yeah. Yeah, your greatest accomplishment or the the yeah, the thing that gave you the most uh kind of good feeling afterwards, I would say, would probably be where you're aiming with this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Can I can I tell the uh, the two best or so two highlights? Yes, that that correct. Okay, so one uh, was um, a friend of mine. His his girlfriend. She had a stomach ache for quite a long time, and we did a hypnosis session. And he called me the next morning and asked like, "Hey, what did you do to her?" And I was like, "Hey, what? Why?" And he was like, "Yeah, she was sleeping on her stomach tonight." And I was like, "Yeah, like on her belly." And I was like, "Yeah, so what?" She never sleeps on her belly because she has pain there. So for years, she trained herself to not sleep on her belly. And then after the session, she slept on her belly again because the pain was gone. It was not the organic pressure. It was not the physics behind it. So, yeah. And another one was um, uh, I was talking to a pregnant woman and we did a very deep trance. And um, afterwards, she was told by everyone around that her child uh, is one of the most calm child and most relaxed that people have seen so there seems to be something transcending from the mother to the child which is a kind of logic if you think about it yeah, yeah. sure marie any uh for you that stand out yeah like my my personal like uh, best experience was that um we did a session with my whole family so andreas was there too and um like we were all lying on the ground and uh doing um i, I um i think that when you are with several people and everybody is engaging in that and it's not only like one person leading but everybody's like like a, a journey like a journey you do all together and actually it's a potentially you know it's exponentially how can i say that like bringing bringing you in an even more more relaxing state bring i, I don't want to say it brings you down because that it has a negative uh, connotation but it brings you deeper it brings you and for me it was like taking drugs it was crazy it was a, the best experience i ever had in hypnosis i was so deeply relaxed that well i didn't know where i was but um it's interesting because for for everybody it was a complete different experience and mm-hmm. um yeah but this was my my personal best experience awesome well thank you for your questions thank you so much yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you bye right so to give the listeners uh, a little, or viewers, if we ever get this up on YouTube as well, a uh, a little background of how I met you guys was in the the hotel, the Princess Hotel, um, which Mark had invited us to uh, for the, oh, check my pronunciation here, Einenswanswig meetup. Yeah, Einenswanswig. Yeah, pretty good. Okay, um, my German's getting better. Uh, that was back in October. And Knut introduced us. Uh, he said, oh, you got to speak to these guys. They're amazing. Uh, Andreas, I think you've been on Canute's show and you, you're yes. going to tell your story again in a second. I, I won't give any spoilers there. Uh, <clears throat> and I was in, uh, immediately interested in in learning about your work. Uh, and the reason being, selfishly, praxeologically, I suppose, uh, I had been suffering for the three weeks prior to meeting you with just like ridiculous sneezing fits. And I couldn't figure out what was going on because it started in Prague when we were at the Liberty in Our Lifetime conference. And I thought maybe it was just city dust or whatever else like that, but it, it couldn't have been hay fever. You know, it wasn't spring. Here we are in like full autumn. 
And that carried on into Italy, and then that carried on into Germany. So full three weeks of sneezing anywhere between 50 to 100 times a day to the point of almost exhaustion. I was just so done with it. And like ridiculously um, running nose. And yeah, it was it was just weird, awful. Uh, and I asked you immediately, have you ever cured anybody of sneezing? You're like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I'm in. I was all in. And that evening you come and found me and you sat me on the couch outside and we went through the process. Uh, a lot of people would just say hypnosis. I think you kind of like to use the, the language of trance, uh, but we can talk about all of that in a second. And sure enough, I did not sneeze, not once for the next three days. I was absolutely astounded. So were my kids and so was my wife, who were all present. And Canute and his uh, wife and son were there as well to see the whole thing, to see you uh, talk to me and talk me through the trance. And I was like, this is nuts. This is absolutely <laughs> nuts. I couldn't believe it. And then you went and uh, your, your talk, your presentation was to have somebody up on stage and uh, and talk them through uh, a session as well, which I thought was incredible to watch. Uh, I didn't understand it because it was all in German, but I did speak to you both afterwards and I did speak to the, uh, the person as well uh, about how he felt and uh, we shared our experience and he was blown away. So there's something here. I am 100% on board and... Uh, Again, just to round this story out for anybody uh, listening and interested in this kind of stuff, by the time I'd got back to France, I got back home and the sneezing started again. And I think what had happened was, or my mind had told me, after the four or five weeks, dust was everywhere and we were hoovering and dusting and getting everything and the sneezing fits came back. Did a Zoom session with you guys, gone again. And how is it now? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I might, I might sneeze a couple of times a day, uh, but nothing like it was happening before, like the machine gun sneezes. So I'm really excited for the plebs to learn about what's going on here and the work that you guys are doing and the fact that you can do it remotely and the fact that you're having incredible results and the fact that people listening are open to this kind of stuff because Bitcoiners are open to everything that they, they want to learn, they want to dig in. So let's get to your journeys. Uh, how or why did you end up falling into the rabbit hole of hypnosis or trance? And up to you who decides to answer that first. Hello. Yeah. Um, for me, it was um, really, I think if I haven't met Andreas, uh, maybe maybe I would have crossed this uh, the way of hypnosis at one point. But um, it, it was just before uh, the birth of my first child, like when when we did um, the first hypnosis, and I I just I was so so afraid, you know, of um, this circle that you always make the same mistakes or the same things, you know, you, that you experience in childhood. Like I I did not have such a negative childhood. I don't want to say that. It's just you you like you're carrying around something with you. And uh, if you don't learn what it is, and if you don't understand what it actually is that you are carrying around, you might give this package, this heavy package to your kids. And I didn't want to do that. And I, I wanted like, of course I will do other mistakes, other stuff, 
but I didn't want to put on top this package that I carry around. So um, I asked um, ask Andreas to just help me to get rid of it. And he helped me. And in one session, I felt so much lighter and I understood how to like how to see things in life differently like it's it's just a big change of perspective like it's um for example i'm i'm german and we have a really heavy history and now i can i can decide if i want to put this history on my shoulders and tell me oh yeah we're faulty germans uh we have to carry it around all our life or i can tell okay actually i didn't even live at this point so it's just like it's a history it's a story it's important but it's in a book and um, you can do the same thing like with with your like the experience that you have. You can just realize that, OK, it's like my life is a book and I can understand this life like I can I can still read it. It's still there, but it doesn't have to touch me all the time, it doesn't have to hurt me all the time. So I can just turn a page and write a new page and the, the other page is still there. It's just that I don't I don't have to look at it all the time, but I know that it's there. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So I learned so, how to how to change the perspective, and then I realized how powerful that tool is. It's so so powerful. That's that's some. Um, so one thing I want to ask: Do you think that is unique to you, or do you think that is carried by a lot of German people? That uh, uh, really? No. Okay. You might. You mean this is kind of. It just. Um, I I wanted to talk about the school system anyway, but yes. I think it's part it's part of um of schooling. Like um people are so afraid that we repeat history, that we tell kids in any kind of context this has not to be repeated. So actually, it's such for me it's such a heavy heavy like situation because for example I I went to Auschwitz to to look at it, and everything was in German and I felt horrible in there. It was like, this is my mother tongue and all this cruelty and all this non like, not nonsense, but like every, like all this emotionless documentation that you have, like all the papers that you read uh, from this time and how they treat people and everything. Like it, that hurts. It hurts because it's your language and, and you feel that. I mean, you feel that with your grandparents and your parents are there still something. And um. And then in school, they are just putting it on you like all the time and all the time and all the time. And then you carry it somehow with you and you can decide how you can have a look at it. And this is especially um, like what you discussed in the last podcast, like the role of teachers. Either a teacher can decide to make this your story or the person can decide to say, OK, actually, it's not your fault. You know, it's 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 something that happened in our country. But it's not that just because you're German, you are like part of this you know i mean it's part of our history and we have to mm. we have to think about it we can't just ignore it we have to you know but it's it's the the how how do you teach such things and oh, how cool. how you how you carry like how you carry this package if you decide to just you know have it intellectually or if you have it emotionally on you wow and so, sorry, just to, uh, what I would like to add is that uh, I think what we should, I, I mean, it is very present uh, in Germany, 
that's that's right the topic but you know there's not a week when not a new documentation comes up about adolf hitler's dog and his uh i don't know his hairdresser and every week it's like repeated and it, it seems like there's nothing else in the german history worth mentioning almost like it's always about the nazis and world war two uh, and one but I think we should uh, draw the right conclusion and, and learn the right lesson. And the, the problem is the centralization and the socialism. And uh, I can say my my uh, grandparents and their parents, they were victims of the war and not perpetrators. I, I mean, you had soldiers on, on both sides um, of the war, right? And winners write to history. So I think... Um, I, I, I personally, I don't feel guilty at all. And I think what we should not allow again is socialism, but we are on a, on a way, like uh, we are on our path to, to repeat that problem. And now it's in the green color and not in the brown uh, and, and people, yeah, but, but the structures uh, I get, uh, like, are the same again. So this is the problem. The process is wrong. Yeah, it's such, it's so crazy. And you're right. Yeah, the education system. Um, oof, we're all carrying a burden from that. We're all mm -hmm. carrying some kind of psychological trauma from that because it's all in there. All of the negative emotions, uh, abandonment, uh, depression, anxiety, stress, uh, shame, it's all there for 15 years minimum, daily just being exactly. rammed down your throat and it's uh by your peers as well like you know by the people that uh, you're supposedly friends with that you're pitted to compete against the whole time in little battalions of 30 and you all move together and sit down and stand up together and do all of this kind of stuff together and of course a lot of people have heard me go on about that and and how that came to be and how that is shaping society how it's used as a tool to shape society and keep us traumatized for lack exactly. of a better word. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Andreas. Yes. <laughs> your story is even more compelling. Well, yeah, but like, so what, what brought me to hypnosis uh, was uh, I was like 14 years old and I was in a course uh, called uh, progressive muscle uh, relaxation. And there the teacher or the trainer said like, oh, yeah, you can imagine your arm will get uh, warm and heavy, maybe. And then my arm got warm and heavy. And this really blew my mind. And so this was my first rabbit hole experience. So this felt like a rabbit hole, like, okay, if my mind can influence my, my body, then what can my mind influence in this world as well? beside my body because uh, at first i thought that mind and body are like separate things but they are not they're a unit and uh, we it's a great tool to shape our reality in various ways and and forms and with the reality you are creating with your mind i think this is the reality you're creating you're creating uh, on the outside as well so uh, to come back to your example, like the amount of dust in your flat or in your house is probably the same, uh, like always. But how do you react to what's around you? That is the that is the the interesting question. Hmm. Yes, it certainly is. Right. So then, so you, that that happened to you at the age of fourteen, and then fast forward, you had a, a life changing moment 
again uh, with an interaction that you weren't expecting coming your way with uh, with a friend of yours. So if if you want to tell that story and then we can get into uh, the work and uh, everything else that uh, we want to talk about yeah. today. Yeah, I'm happy to do so. And uh, whoever's interested in more details, uh, please go to my uh, talk with Knut, um, because this is another thing like I will not let this story define like who I am or, or what. Mm. So I will not repeat it over and over. Uh, like like in that in that sense, but yeah, I was in a life threatening um, situation from one moment to the other because I got stabbed, um, and uh, but I made <laughs> the choice to be not too influenced in a bad way uh, by this experience. I think that that boils down to like the important thing. So I had two thoughts with the knife in my throat. The first was, damn, I wish I would have lived longer. And the second thought was, if I gonna survive this, I will be better off afterwards. And that's exactly what uh, happened. And now I'm here in the podcast with you and Marie, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and your, your past career, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that, what you were doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm a paramedic and uh, working in the ambulance gave me lots of <laughs> information about how the system works uh, and uh, like several insights into how people in the society are and you get looks like be behind closed doors and that's pretty uh, pretty interesting uh, basically and i'm still working uh, for an ambulance service but now as an educator um, and teacher um, specialized on digital uh, learning so yeah. So you're not you're not out in the rig anymore, chasing around. Exactly, exactly. Because I feel abused in that job if I'm out in uh, in the ambulance in the current system. Because um, I studied and I trained to um, save lives, and now the paramedics try to save society, and it's just sad because it's a job you can never fulfill. And hmm. uh, it's this. I mean, that's true for many people working in the medical field or in the care field, or you have all the this burnouts, all this. Um, yeah, it it happens because people cannot work as they uh, as they were once able to. They cannot provide the service that they actually want. It's the same pattern uh, within Marie's job because fiat is destroying everything in the long run. Yes. Right. Okay. I guess now is the time to ask, at what point did either of you find Bitcoin and start making that mind shift as we all have when we come to that realization that, you know, fiat well, ever since arguably, definitely since 1971 on a fiat standard, a full fiat standard, everything has been built on a lie and it's a, all a house of cards and it's all going to come tumbling down. When did you have that realization and, and how did Bitcoin find its way into your lives? Uh, so Bitcoin was uh, introduced to me by a very good friend um, and for a long time I was like ignoring um, it but he came to me again and again and then um, I was reading uh, the Bitcoin standard um, in like two days because I couldn't stop reading once I've started and then I was listening to the 21 um, podcast as well and I saw documentation uh, human B which is uh, really great. And this was my, uh, I was, I got kicked into that rabbit hole or I kicked myself, I don't know. And then um, I told Marie um, about this and uh, I said, here, please have a look. And she was one of the few friends uh, who actually did that, which is like um, amazing, yeah. Mm -hmm. But also after 
tell them that we have like a, a common job situation. Like um, we were in, in Berlin working for a company together for a kind of um, growing startup. And um, we like, I think the both of us had always a feeling that something is going wrong, not only in this company, but I had it like in other companies also. And even, even during my studies, you know, this odd feeling that something isn't right. And then uh, you, you just think like, how is it possible that I realized that? And I talk to people and I tell them we can do it differently. Actually, there, there are possibilities, you know, we can't just don't do the same mistake over and over again. We could just do it in a better way. We could learn. And um, and people are just so resistant to that. And like, it's not it's not like even if you start something and you're happy, you have like a small plant it's for sure that in a week, somebody is stepping on the plant and you're just like, why did you do that? Yeah, it's not rational. It's not. Um, it's not logical what you what you're proposing. No, this is not. This is idealistic. This is a dream world, Marie Therese. Come on. So it's um yeah, it's it's really sad. And so we had like a kind of um common common ground for uh, being open to 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 Bitcoin. I think. No, I actually heard about it already in two thousand nine because a friend like a friend a former friend like he was uh, into that. But I, for me, it was so obscure. Like it was something like, what, what's going on there? Like I don't understand anything, and I, I didn't. I, I was not ready at all for that at this moment. Like uh, we just said, okay, he's, he's like special. Let let him do something. And then suddenly he he was a millionaire, and we we're like, okay, cool, go your way. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is just speculation. You know, this is like, luck. So it's bad to be rich. Yeah, also. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now we must uh, we must stop hanging around with him and uh, and hope somebody taxes him more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, when I when I heard that, like, I had no contact him anyway anymore. So, but it's interesting. I I think I will I will reach out to him like soon as just to see like what how his way was. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. So then, how and why? chance hypnosis were you watching youtube videos did you experience your first one andreas you you went back and checked it out what what was the like the the real kickstart moment for you yeah as i said the kickstart moment was what influence uh, so for me the, que the question came up what influence does our mind have for our life and i, I and this is the question I carry with me all the time. And I didn't find an answer yet. I can just say it's, it is it is way more profound than man, many people think or assume. That's my current answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you had that near-death experience. You, you recover, you heal, and you've got this newfound kind of uh, mentality uh, you know, if I live, if I make it through this, what am I going to do to make the world a better place? How did yeah, you start I, studying in this field? Yeah, so uh, basically, hypnosis is very old. That's also something m many people are not aware of. But the technique is very old. Um, because if you know about meditation, which is a form of self hypnosis, and it's less directed, but it can be also very, very um, helpful and it will lead to um, insights um, as well and then I went uh, to a seminar where I I was taught hypnosis and like uh, it was like a crash course in like seven seven days and but since that day every day I keep on learning um, about this topic I'm reading books 
um, watching videos and I hope that um, in the future when information becomes even more open and available and copyright is not um, as uh, prevalent, then uh, we will learn more about this topic also uh, uh, more easily because right now many things are hidden like behind paywalls um, and stuff. But um, I'm very happy that there was the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, torrent community where you still can find great things from the 1950s, 1960s. And yeah, also hypnosis is um, framed in a very negative way by the media. And if you think mm. about it, it's very logic because hypnosis is one of the best tools for mental sovereignty, I would uh, call it. Mm -hmm. And so it is very, very... Um, uh, subversive and it's very very dangerous for um, central authorities if you start to question them well and it's mocked way. as well right it, it's used in like talent shows or whatever else to get somebody up there dancing like a chicken or eating an onion thinking it's an apple we've all seen these kind of shows and then we all just think it's quackery which is probably i mean well that's probably half yeah that's probably what half people half the people listening are knee-jerk reaction thinking um, because we've been conditioned to think that way. And why? Like you said, it is very, very good as a form of treatment way before you, that that's the first thing you should ever try before you ever go and see an allopathic drug pushing salesman, mm. i.e. your general practitioner. But then you go back in history and you look around a little bit and you're like, how did we get to where we are today? And then you find, ah, okay, there was a capturing of the the medical big pharma complex uh, way back when, when uh, allopathy and allopathic drugs were pushed to the masses in a like a, a really aggressive way. At the same time, all of the naturopaths being cancelled all over the place. And this was really picking up steam, I believe, in the early 30s in America, where all of the homeopaths, naturopaths were just called quacks overnight. There was a huge campaign against them and uh, newspaper articles against them. They were called out, like uh, in name, named in newspaper articles and magazines. The American Medical Association was formed and named and shamed them. And yes, you'd be... Of course, wondering, I wonder who set that up and funded that? Well, we can all just take one guess and the usual name comes up again, J.D. Rockefeller. Go Wikipedia it. It's not a conspiracy. It's just fact. And these people get cancelled. And so we lose this knowledge. We lose hypnotherapy. We lose like natural ingredients in nature that can help, whether that's mm. the root of a plant, a leaf, an oil, whatever all gone gone none of us know what we're talking about when it comes to any of that now there's a lot of people in the bitcoin space that are trying to get back into it and cover up uh sorry and uncover what's been covered up and you guys have obviously stumbled upon this and yeah it has very close relationship with meditation that's what i felt when we were doing those sessions together uh it's just like a guided meditation is the best way i can explain it to anybody listening that thinks Princey, what are you talking about? It's not like you're dangling a watch in front of my eyes and making me look left and right, which is another, I don't know, maybe that is a real method. 
Or maybe yeah, you that... can use it. You can you can utilize everything. I could utilize the fact that you are wearing a, a cap right now, like mm -hmm. whatever is brought to you by the client. You can just use it. And if he has a watch, then use the watch. And if he doesn't, then take something else. But I think Marie wanted to say something. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's so it's so interesting because um, when like, I started when I was 16 to give sport courses. And um, in the end, we always did a kind of meditation. And I always loved this part. Like mm -hmm. I really, I really love to to take people by the hand and show them what I see and make them like a trip during like their they had their their fantasy, let's say, let's call it. It's it's so so interesting. Like and it's it's so much deeper than that. It's not just what you can see, but it's also like what you can taste or what you can smell. Or and then like this is this is the road that I went. Like okay, I can. I can tell people, okay, uh, think about a garden and they will think about a garden. But I can I can tell people like smell an apple and they will have the idea of an apple and the smell or the taste. But then it can go even deeper, like, okay, what's what's going on with your body? Why do you feel hurt? Why do you feel like why do you feel so weak? And actually, when you go this road and you are doing a lot of um, this by myself, like just exploring what my body offers me as signals. And it's super interesting because you can actually, you can go there, you can find what hurts you. You can find what, and then you can just, you know, switch, turn the switch off. Mm -hmm. And 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 this is this is so interesting because we go to other people that we don't know. And within five minutes, they tell us, this is your problem. How is this possible? This is a much bigger dream than just realizing by yourself. You know yourself. Like I know this body since a long time. So of course I'm like the expert of this body, but do I really know my body? Do I even think about it? I mean, I know that I have two hands, but apart from that, like, is there not more that I could learn about it? I mean, I'm in here, you know, I'm I'm in and out and I'm I'm all of it. So but yeah, let's let's go to other people. That's a better way. And let's go and tell them, oh my my leg hurts. And they will say, Oh yeah, your leg hurts. <laughs> and say, like, okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for I, I give you a 35 year now or <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah so I've great. been to a medical checkup uh, recently and the doctor told me, yeah, like everything's fine. But, and then he said, I shall come to uh, with him to the other room. And I felt the change in the energy. It, it, it was like he became a car dealer all of a sudden. And two minutes later, I knew why. Because he told me, oh, your cholesterol is way too high. And your um, probability of having a heart disease within the next 10 years is like 30%. And he had like a PowerPoint for that. And then he said, but if you take this pill and he held the pill in like in front of my face, if you take this pill, we're going to reduce the risk to 3%, which is like the normal value. And then the PowerPoint on the next slide had like the normal value displayed like with the pill. And he, he told me, yeah, you have to take this like every day from now and there will be some side effects, but don't worry. There are like other drugs to treat the side effects. And I told him, yeah, you can stop right there. Like I will not take it. And he was really astonished and he said, what? And I said, no, I'm not going to take this pill. 
I'm going to use this, um, uh, this now as a chance to think about how I treat my body, what can I do for myself to get in better shape. But I will not keep on with an unhealthy lifestyle and then having a drug prescribed to you and then just keep on the lifestyle, you know, like this can't, this can't be the solution. And I told this story to my nephew and he looked at me and he, and he is 12 and he looked at me and I said, that doesn't sound right. And I said, no, because it isn't. And he figured it immediately that this can't be the solution. Like, yeah, I, I think it's uh, like, d don't make it like, it's not that easy. We are way too complex to say that with ingredient A, it's, it's not like a recipe, you know? No. And it's, it's so, um, it's sick. That yes. whole system is sick. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's uh, mm. the, the best way to describe it. And if you keep running to it, you're going to remain sick. Uh, and of course, there is a place like you break your arm or you need some stitches in your leg or something. Obviously. Of course, like yeah. 100%. Like they've got you. That is uh, that is the only place to go and yeah. brilliant. But for everything else, and, and people now have just been, I know that we've been corralled and people are sleepwalking just back and forth to their general practitioners. Oh, I need a drug for this, then that for the side effect, then this for the side effect. And oh, and well, yeah, it's just the way it is. I get to a certain age. And I'm like, no, like, yes. there's no way in the world any, like, any of this should be happening. Yes. And we already know that uh, I think from like five drugs onwards, we, we can't even predict their interaction anymore because it's also an exponential growth of interaction and side interaction and reinteraction. And there are people who have like 10 or 12 drugs at the same time prescribed to them. Wow. It's, you know, I mean, if we say that the uh, central banks have a hard or tough job to balance the right money amount, like what is the right drug amount for what situation in your life? Are you in the same energy, the same mood every day? Is your metabolism the same every day? I don't think so. No, hmm. it certainly isn't. Okay, well, let's, let's talk through a session then. And let's think about uh, who might be listening and the kind of things I'm yeah. Okay. I'm going to hazard a guess. And then you tell me the kind of things that people come to you for. I'm thinking sneezing was probably a bit of an outlier, but <laughs> mainly people are going to be interested in quitting. Smoking is probably a big one. Quitting uh, maybe class A drugs. If people have got themselves into a cocaine habit or something like that, quitting drinking would be another one or at least getting it down to the point where I just want to be able to enjoy a sociable beer and not end up at 2am, you know, without the ability to walk home every night. Uh, would they be kind of like the three top picks or am I way off? So, um, uh, no, I think you're, you're right uh, in a way. So for me, there are two kinds of treatments. One is where the person has something uh, which he doesn't want anymore, like an addiction or uh, some kind of illness, as you said, or some kind of pain. And then there's the other uh, type of client who wants something which they don't have yet, like become successful or 
anxiety would be the other category again, but uh, have more self-esteem. So mm. there's, um, there's two orientation. One is away from the problem and the other orientation is towards a goal, basically. So these are the two like uh, categories of, um, of clients and yes, quitting, quitting smoking and, and stuff like this is, uh, yeah, uh, people come, uh, um, to us for that, but also because they are told that it's hard to quit those things where actually it is not and um in the in the podcast with ioni appleberg you discussed the, the red park experiment and this is um I, I really liked the podcast and there are many shared views between us um so yeah okay yeah what what was that one again uh, the the, the, the red park uh, the the red park experiment was about the rats who when they are put under pressure and they're in um in uh in a cage with less food or no social interaction that they tend to to use drugs if uh, they have the um, ability to do so but uh, when they have uh, enough social interaction uh, enough spare time and something to do in that time and enough food then so if they have like a relaxed life they will stay away from the drugs and use the wa use the clean water because they know what's best for them and i think mm. so this is the this is the main problem fiat is really clogging your attention your energy it's it's um, it, in fiat because everything is based on a lie like all the lies add up and so you come to the lie that drugs are good for you and that drugs will solve your problems you know yeah. and but if you if you if you um doubt if you start to doubt that then you're on on your way towards recovering basically mm. And to, and to also, give an example of, of moving towards a goal, Marie, uh, you and my wife were chatting for a long time, actually, at the, uh, at the hotel mm -hmm. and um, talking about uh, goals rather than problems. Well, it might have started as a problem, but I think she said something along the lines of what she wishes she could speak French better or easier. Uh, and so do I. Uh, it, I find it difficult. And again, I, I honestly fully believe there's a mental block going on there and it's harder for some than others. So how would you... How do you view that, both of you, as uh, and how could you help? Uh, I'm going to book a session anyway, just to see um, what happens, <laughs> whether I wake up speaking perfect French the next morning, who knows? But yeah. how would you go about uh, like doing that as, um, as a session? What, what would that look like? Um, yeah, what I would like to, to ask you is when you, when you see a child, you see a child, yeah, that starts to walk, it falls down. It learns, I fall down. Does it stop walking? No, of course. Gets up, goes again. It gets up, it goes again. Until it can walk. So so actually, the child, nobody talks, nobody tells a child that it has to. Nobody, like maybe maybe you show or maybe it sees, but nobody tells them you have to do that. And they just go for it until they can. Same with speaking. Mm -hmm. nobody like are, are you sitting there like with your kids did you uh, use like a vocabulary book and you told them all the words like a dictionary did they learn a dictionary like a page per day today it's a tomorrow it's b learn no but still they can speak now so let it go that's the key that's the key so how does it 
How would a session look for somebody that's uh, thinking about, hmm, and they could do this over Zoom as well? Uh, yeah. Obviously, I know how it works because I've been through one. But if you just explain to somebody, what would they experience in like a 45 minute to an hour's conversation with you? Yeah. So first of all, we are very eager to establish um, a good communication, basically, because that's key. Because um, hypnosis is communication from the outside to your inside. And to get there, we so uh, basically we need to check for your firewalls. We need to see wh like what are your key points, um, where, where to what are you attracted to, what are you not attracted to. Once this communication has been established, and it doesn't need long, but you need this channel basically, it, and it, it doesn't. Uh, it also works over the phone. It would work over a letter basically, even though the more senses you can utilize the better. This is why we think uh, being there live is like the is the best discipline, uh, so to speak. That's why Bitcoiners also love the meetups, because the meet world is there for a reason. And I think it's there to be used. But of course, to uh, alleviate from pain or to do something uh, just in a quicker way, Zoom or other tools are also great. So after we established a good communication, um, we can uh, help the person to relax because um, anyone who drives a car with a shift uh, knows that you can't change gears without using the clutch and relaxing the system before changing to a new gear. So while the system is under pressure, you, you, can't, do, you can't do anything. If you want to change a heater in the house, uh, which is uh, in a water-based system, you need to take out the water, otherwise you will just flood um, your house. So take out the water, take out the pressure in the sense of the word. And once the pressure is out, new ideas and ways to go become possible. And then uh, the person can choose on this vast amount and varieties of ways on what is the best solution. This is also something which is very important. Um, we don't prescribe a solution to you. We help you to find your solution. We help you to find the thing that fits best for you and, and your life. Because I'm not here to tell you anything. Maybe you are here to experience pain. I, I don't know that. And as long as you think you need pain, then I will not take the pain away. Uh, from you. On the other hand, if you say, oh, this pain distracts me that I can't uh, focus on more important things in my life, then maybe it's time to get rid of the pain. As Marie said, uh, open a new page in the book, open a new chapter where some magician came in and helped the hero uh, in his journey. And it would start with the way I've experienced it. You would be talking first, Andreas. Or Marie, and doesn't matter. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's certain styles that you, you do differently from, from what I've picked up on. You you talk in a certain manner, almost a rhythm. Uh, and I don't know if you even change your pitch. Maybe. I'm not sure. And then Marie comes in and does something almost in the background. Uh, and then that will stop. And then you will talk again. So it's kind of like a little uh dance going on can you explain that like how did you learn that and, and what is happening uh, during that I, I like the comparison with dancing because actually uh, you just do you know it's 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 just you do what feels right and you say what feels right 
and it just comes to you it's it's the same like we are on the same trip you know it's not like it's like we're 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 riding the car yeah i cannot i can't take you on a trip when i'm not in the car right mm -hmm. i cannot so be you're, next to the you're, car you're and kind then of you're, you're kind of you. taking the, the way you've done it with me a couple of times, you're, you're telling me a story. We're going on a trip. I'm on a beach or I'm uh, uh, somewhere else or this or, you know, you, you, you could yeah. choose a, a hundred different things, walking in the mountains, whatever. Uh, so you're kind of doing that. But what Andreas but, is doing is. But like, this is just because I really love storytelling. I mean, we right, okay. completely different. We could do we could do it in a sporty way. I could tell you mm -hmm. like to like you know take your thumbs put them into your hand and just squeeze them and now your whole body and like be a stone be really hard you know you're so hard you're so tense and everything like you're all your muscles and your body all of them all of them are suddenly like really really hard and working and you are somehow really feeling under pressure you know and then at one point you just give up and you open up and you just relax and this, like, it's the same way. It's just different. It's just a different kind of talking you into that, you know? It's just a different door to go somewhere. And there are many doors. And actually, we can find, like, for all... It's just our own creativity, you know? It's just... It's just the, the, the goal is relax, you know? And no matter... I mean, I could read to you... A book about physics and this voice for 10 minutes and you would totally relax while i'm telling you really really complicated things i could tell you je pourrais parler en français avec toi et tu vas même pas comprendre ce que je dis parce que c'est pas important on s'en fout c'est pas du tout intéressant ce que je dis peu importe le contenu n'est pas du tout intéressant et quand même tu vas te détendre Yes, so, so the context. dance, the the dance um, metaphor is really um, a great one. So, uh, but what we are doing um, basically as a team is, we are checking your reactions on the on the ideas we we give you, and we check for your resistance um, to these ideas because we are brought up in a way that whatever comes into your mind is first it's a critical um, analysis. Is this helpful for me or, or not? And in, in um, and, and so if you are able to uh, bypass this critical factor, it's way easier to change. Because if you would sit there, arms crossed and tell me like, oh, whatever you're going to tell me is not going to work on me. Yeah, fine. Then this is how you hypnotize yourself or never be able to catch information from the outside. If you want to live like that, I will not even try to talk to you. Why, why would I? You're telling me you don't want to talk to me. That's fine. But if you talk to us, Get ready for a change. Get ready mm -hmm. for the change that you want to see or to feel. So you can obviously both do this individually, no problem. Yes. But yes. why do it as a team? What what made you decide let's let's team up and do this? Let let's start pleb coach and uh, you know, reach out to the Bitcoin community. What what so, came up what where how did you get to that decision? 
Um, so first of all, of the experience we made with each other, that our communication is a really good one. And as Marie said um, already, it's about the potency of the um, of the stuff, because I have a limited worldview and so does Marie. But if we put this together, then the amount of things we could mention is already doubled. And um, so yeah i think that's uh, that is a good analogy and also it is great because whatever we um, give you as information we also give to ourselves as uh, information and reaffirmation so we can learn from every client because whatever might be your problem i might have a similar problem maybe in a completely different shape and form but still it's helpful for myself to tell myself well that's going to be a solution and otherwise, don't worry about it, because if there's no solution, what are you worrying about? Marie, anything to add? Yeah, I, I think, actually, uh, I, I have a theory that everybody can see. Because when I was young, I was in a church, and like I was spending a lot of Sundays there, and there was nearly my whole village, like at one point. And everybody was singing. And there was like one person maybe I didn't like to sit next to. But everybody was singing. And I think it's the same with hypnosis. I think everybody can do this because everybody can speak. Like mm. everybody can speak can do it. And even if you can't speak, you can do it with your hands. You can do it with your, you know, we, you have a presence. You have a presence. And this presence is enough. And I can, I can, with my, with my, Body language with everything that I express, I can make you comfortable. I can make you feel good. Or I could do the opposite. I could feel very bad. I can put a lot of pressure on you only with me standing next to you and like giving you the feeling that you're in the middle of my way, you know? And I really don't like that, that you are there at this very moment. But why should I? You know, if I have the choice, why should I make people feel bad? And and this is interesting because, especially with kids, it's super interesting because I, I, when you talk to kids and you want them to understand things, something or to learn something, it doesn't matter what you say. It's with exactly the same what I said before. But if you say, hey, you know what? I have a great idea. We will learn how to do additions. And you know what happens when you do an addition? That's amazing. Look at my fingers. You're five, and then you're five. And do you know what? Those are 10. And I just know that. I don't have to count them. I learned that five plus five is 10. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's great. Hey, can we do that together? Give me three fingers, you know? And then it's just additioning. Or you, I could say, sit down, take out your pencil. Read.
We were just yeah. asking if your picture was frozen or if your trance was so deep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was I was kicked out for some reason, but we're back. And Marie, yeah, you were just giving us the the perfect example of how a child is going to learn in a much more positive, natural environment rather than sit down, shut up, open your books, do these exercises for the next 45 minutes, don't speak, and then leave when the bell goes. I mean, like, what again, that to me, that is full on child abuse, but you know, mm. so for others, it's free public education and you, you know, it's a human right. And it, how else are they going to learn? And anyway, uh, that's a rabbit hole in itself. Mm. Uh, okay. So what, what were you, when you were up on stage, what were you helping the guy with uh, at, at the meetup? Um, so basically what we were um, agreeing on was um, that it will be a, like a hypnosis without content. So it was not like he had any particular issue um, he wanted to solve with us. It was rather he wanted to experience trance. So therefore we did the process of trance and we just gave him some uh, good emotions. And uh, we used a, a technique called anchoring where you can uh, basically, it's, it's like saving up emotions in your body and then you can address them and reuse them whenever you need that set of that particular set of emotions um, or that particular um, state basically i mean i don't know what he told you afterwards he said uh, you said he was uh, like it was mind-blowing or something for for him yeah. maybe you can uh, elaborate yeah, on that yeah he, he was he was telling me he went up obviously with an open mind and he was really interested to go and see what it was all about and um that, that he talked about the anchoring uh, and then he talked about because uh, what you do is halfway through or three quarters of the way through, or you'll probably tell me when you get the message that from that person by observing them, uh, you asked him to to raise his hand. And he said, I remember him asking me, but I consciously didn't do it. Uh, like, you know, my, my hand raised, but I, it was like, that was the weirdest part for him. Uh, so he was definitely keen to, to go and, figure it out and uh you know look further into it and i was just at that point i was wondering hmm i wonder if there's like a practical way for bitcoiners to to engage with with you both and use your service one to address any of the like past traumas that they just want to kick so they can be a better father husband wife mother uh or how can we help them on their bitcoin journey like, could you help someone memorize 24 words for the rest of their life without ever like having to worry about it? Yes, definitely. Um, this really? is actually something we are working on. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but this is, this is, I think not even the problem because there are many like memo techniques out there, which you can mm -hmm. already like, um, utilize, but we want to work, uh, we will uh, introduce something where you can actually like protect your keys also in a, a subconscious way. So whenever somebody tries to use, uh, hypnosis on you to get your keys or some other techniques, like, um, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe physical torture 
future that this will just uh, um, all they will get is you laughing because you will go crazy for the time you're being captured or whatever so we will utilize your mind to make you uh, to make it like a fortress basically the harder uh, if you know the concept of aikido you use the attackers um, energy against him so mm. the harder they attack you the less likely they are to get anything from you because you could get insane for maybe one week and when they figure okay we can't get the key then i don't know what's the next step that depends on their plan but uh, any um any animal who is hunting other animals if they do it uh, too often with ever having a success they will starve to death so i think just don't feed don't feed them <laughs> hmm. all right interesting how else do you hope to help the plebs? Um, so, of course, uh, by educating about hypnosis, because this is also uh, we are we are giving that signal into the space and people will utilize it in ways that we can't even imagine. Um, so I'm already looking forward uh, to see that. And I can tell you, for me, it's so satisfying just to see this signal out there in the space and see the signal spreading and i can tell you in, in fiat um i had to do like lots of advertisement and and stuff to get people interested and in the bitcoin space people are already interested in good signals and honest communication and and making their life the best life possible and this is something where we can just um help the plebs, uh, I guess, in, in many forms, and we are open for corporations. And um, I, what I really like most about Bitcoin spaces is that, I, that we can do this value for value offer. And I really like it. It's it's my, I, I think that's like the economy of the future, at least in, in that regard. Because again, in the fiat system, the person who treats you or the person who gives you therapy has actually no incentive of you getting better because yep, they will use exactly. a client yeah but they, they want you on a subscription model exactly exactly and this is something what we really don't want we want to give impulses to the people and then they shall figure out how to deal with like everything you know like i i want to be i don't want to become someone's parent or be responsible for somebody's life mm -hmm. we can support in like certain setups and ways and, and that's it that's what i feel comfortable with and this kind of all plays into the uh, idea of um, we're all uh, it, like we are the social layer of Bitcoin. We are layer zero and we are interconnected biomagnetic energy emitting frequency emitting nodes distributed around the world. Uh, and sorry, Izzy and Canute, I know you've you've already uh, been down this rabbit hole. And I, I think I've butchered Izzy's terming and phrasing of it. Uh, but, you know, Knut says we are our Bitcoin and Izzy would say we are biomagnetic connected nodes around the world. Uh, there, there's something there. Obviously, you guys can just tap into it very, very easily um, after all of your training and, and looking mm -hmm. into it. Uh, but how do you feel? This is what I try and tell people that uh, haven't been to a conference yet or haven't mm -hmm. been to a meetup yet or haven't perhaps in some people's cases not even met another Bitcoiner yet. It's so difficult to explain to somebody the difference in energy when you, let's say you bring 15 people together. We're not talking about a huge conference. Let's just say there's a meetup you can get to, 15 people show up. 
and you're in a back room of a bar or a cafe or something, wherever, wherever it is. If you walk into that room, that energy is completely different. It's like something you've never experienced before. And I can't emphasize enough to people how addictive that feeling is. And if you were to walk into uh, a meetup of like, all right, your conference room, your Monday morning stand-up in Fiat World, and the energy in there is just is vile is awful it's it's like if you can't if nobody if people are out there thinking this is all woo woo they're the examples i want to give you like you you know when you walk into a place how many people growing up like you walk into a club you know it's got a bad vibe when you're a teenager if you're smart you get out you walk into a different one it's like whoa this place is pumping right you know so there's something going on uh with bitcoin meetups and being around bitcoiners that's at like turn that up to level one hundred. It's it's magical. Uh, so yeah. when you two are around those people, it must even it, it must resonate on a completely different frequency level to to even me. Uh, like when when I came out of the conference in in Plochingen, it was like I, I felt like I was really high for days, and I was like. Looking at this, like people everywhere, I was standing at the like, train stations and smiling at everybody. So yeah, that's it. It lasts really long. Um, what what I just wanted to add is like what what we think uh, we can help people with. Um, actually, we, we already talked about school, but uh, the like it's in all parts of society. Like you, you exactly this energy exactly this point i think if you want to to open up to this and if you want to leave those negative beliefs that you had uh in you and uh you you just want you don't want to take them with you to this space you know you don't want to make people feel bad or you don't want to um yeah just you know ask what I don't know fiat stuff and and just that just take the same boundaries and the same mindset and the same feelings you know into that space and this is where I think we can we can help with um like all the all the different learnings that we had like um learning is hard learning is hard learning is painful uh this is something we have everywhere like if you tell people it's easy then it's a lie if it's positive if it's positive it's potentially a lie it has to be heavy, like um, everything that is rational. It's it's really interesting how it, how the construction is. Rational things are not really light. They are like in in all kind of senses. Like it's uh, it has to be uh, dark blue. It has to be um, uh, definitely dark dark color, and it's um, uh, it has to be uh, heavy. So like if you talk to people with this voice and potentially you will be much more an expert than if you have like a voice like this when you're really excited you know and and everything is so dark and heavy and mm, and it has to be like this because if you say the, the, something else no it's learning is easy like math can be easy and it's like no this is a lie that's not true that's not true you have it had to hurt and this those 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 bad feelings those bad beliefs like we want to help with that like throw it out of the window kick it long enough like put it into the bin recycle it to whatever with is with like he, he, heat up your oven with it you know but check just, your baggage at the door 
Check your Fiat baggage at the door as you check out of that system and check in to the new one. Exactly. We don't want that shit in here. Like exactly, it's not exactly. And you you build the scanner to scan your luggage, and you decide what gets on the plane or what gets on the journey, and if it's helpful for you um, or not. No yeah. external security. You do it, and you can even take liquids with you, more than one hundred <laughs> milliliters. Yeah. <laughs> And that's Love really it. really interesting because um in this um presentation that we had, um I was I was talking about luggage exactly this. And actually, you know, we have 10 kilo, you have a 10 kilo uh limit that you can take on a plane. So what do you want to put in this? Do you want to put all your problems, your negative emotions, all your hatred, everything, like every, all the bad feelings? Do you want to put that in there? Or do we use this 10 kilos differently? And when, when I travel with this, with this, like what, what is this when you travel? Do you want to remember all the problems you had? Like all the issues you had, all those negative things? Or do you want to, uh, to take in all the learnings, all the tastes, uh, everything you listen to and all the new sounds and, you know, uh, good feelings and music and uh, laughter. And you can decide what you put into it. It's your yeah. 10 kilos. Yeah, and maybe just another small rabbit hole. So for instance, uh, Ioni was talking with you about the magic mushrooms and psilocybin, mm -hmm. which is interesting because I made experiences um, myself with uh, self-grown uh, mushrooms. Um, yeah, uh, which was really a, a great experience. But in the meantime, I became even a bit wiser. So um, if you take some kind of drug there's like chemical stuff inside right and the chemical structure is just information that's all there is basically so but as we've learned <laughs> for instance from gigi for information um the structure is not relevant or the medium is not relevant what's relevant is the information itself and all the drugs which have an effect on your body have an effect because you have the receptors in your body already and you have the receptors because the body is producing the drugs by himself anyways. So why not ramp up this inner drug production and decrease the external drug uh, consumption? Why not do this? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, rabbit hole. So because I've had a Yoni talking about psychedelics, uh, John Vallis, uh, Eric Kaysen, I've had, you know, many, many, podcasts about it that it's came up and it comes up at all of the uh, events as well seems to be a big crossover uh between the, the bitcoin community and and psychedelics it's that realm i have not entered i have no business i'm out of my lane when i'm talking about it uh but open to learn about it uh, it's not so, just about psychedelics just let's say you take you would you you have a headache and you would mm -hmm. like to take a pill against the headache mm -hmm. so what the pill does is it tells your body what to do differently in order to get rid of the headache but your body already knows what to do differently to not have a headache so why don't you tell your body to please get rid of the headache and give you a pleasant feeling instead yes and you can can you do that 
Like, I saw it in your smile that you did it to yourself just this very second. <laughs> I yeah. Um, so, could you then go on a trip in air quotes without the use of psilocybin or uh, magic? Yeah, mushroom? I can. Yes, yes, yes. I I can I can do that, and I can tell you it's uh, like a little bit different of course but maybe because so far i haven't been focusing on having like psilocybin like trances but i i remember how those trances or those those states were and i can definitely mm. come back to them with the use um, of hypnosis and i can um, <laughs> marie is definitely able to create any drug you could imagine because she is changing her behavior like it's it's crazy she has been told at parties oh you can't drive home you're drunk as hell and she didn't have a single drop of alcohol and people right. people wouldn't believe her that she's not drunk just because that's how she's able to deal with her states and i'm a bit jealous on that sometimes but i will get there <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's exactly what i said before for me it's the energy of people when mm. I meet friends that I haven't seen for a long time, I feel like drunk as hell. Mm -hmm. But not not drunk in the sense of um, I'm losing my capacities, but drunk in the sense of I have the fun of my life. Mm. And uh, I don't need any alcohol. It, it would even disturb that. Yeah. Mm. Fascinating. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, I'll round it out with the last question to both of you. And that is, if you had one last orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Um, so for me, it would be my brother-in-law because I love him dearly, but he is very, very well educated, unfortunately in fiat. And this makes him blind and deaf to the Bitcoin realities. And this is... Um, Actually, this is like a challenge for me to deal with that difference also in, in energy and it's like a constant struggle, but I'm getting better and I'm able to just not speak about Bitcoin with him and maybe some other pleb at, uh, or the market or whatever will tell him at some point in time um, and he will check in with his reality, I, I hope. And otherwise, this would be something I would like to put in front of him uh, on the table and as it was mentioned in your podcast somewhere like don't give the give the pill like um as a use of force but just as a signal of love and put it in front of the people and tell them whether they w would like to take it or not hmm. mary i think i would take this pill put it into you know um those candles that are diffusing perfumes yeah. and i would have a big party I would have right. a big party. I would invite many people. And I would just put it in the middle of the room and spread this orange aura everywhere. And, uh, you know, and then those people can just do it differently than spread it everywhere else. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So if people want to get in touch, what's the, what's the best way to reach out? Uh, obviously, you accept Bitcoin payments. You said you're doing value for value. So, yes. how explain to the the discerning pleb what the next step would be for them? Yeah, uh, I think the best way is contact us uh, on Twitter. 
uh, for um, at neacos underscore official. Maybe you can link it um, in the podcast. Um, yeah, get in touch uh, with us. Um, also via email at info uh, at neacos.org. And uh, yeah, get in touch and we will see uh, uh, what's coming out. And we would be grateful to be on your podcast maybe one or two years again to check in and see how things um, have developed. Sure. And, and how does it work for the uh, the payment of value for value? Do you, do you run like uh, X amount per session or? No, the value the for value is we provide value to you first. So uh, and afterwards, you can decide uh, whether that was actually value for you and how much value or, or whatever like that. Um, and yeah, so w what we do is um, if people are like sponsored by a company, so we also have employees who want to get better or so, um, at something, uh, then we use the rates um, which we set up with the companies to then help people which don't have uh, lots of money to spare to also help them uh, to be, yeah, to also have a better life, basically. Cool. So, yeah, so obviously fiat can be used uh, as well if uh, if you're reaching that's a nice yeah. one, actually. If there's plebs listening out there that get a budget <clears throat> from their HR to self-improve, in air quotes, they could possibly contact someone like you and use that budget and send it your way. And then you yeah. can convert it into sats whenever you need. Yeah. And there's also um, a small surprise. I'm just sending you a link right now, um, Daniel. Um, and this is an audio file for the plebs to listen to maybe after the podcast, maybe you can uh, just uh, cut it in. It's about um, 11 minutes and it's a nice, nice little trance. Um, so listen to it whenever, whenever you're feeling relaxed, maybe not listening to it while you drive a car or working on heavy machinery or stuff like <laughs> yeah. that no it's just like this is a don't don't listen while driving for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay right i've got the link i've saved that uh that's awesome thank you i'll put that link in the show notes as well so once anyone has uh finished listening to this they can go and find that in the show notes and, and download that and listen to that file and then reach out with uh, with their requests. So maybe they just want to get to know more uh, before diving in. And so awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you for building on Bitcoin. Uh, you know, this is something I try to point out to people. Building on Bitcoin doesn't mean you're like this badass coder. It means you are giving something back to the Bitcoin community in the unique skill set that you have and you you two have a very unique skill set and it's great to see that you've teamed up and you're you're putting yourselves out there and you're helping the plebs i mean you, you helped me i'm sure you've helped uh, a handful of others and uh look forward to seeing you at the next conference wherever that might be um thanks for coming on appreciate yeah. it thanks for having us and all the best well guys i hope you enjoyed that one and are at least a little intrigued as to how or whether uh, Andreas and Marie would be able to help you with whatever it is that you are trying to achieve. Like I said at the beginning, maybe you're trying to kick some kind of bad habit and you just keep stumbling, hitting that wall. One or two sessions with these guys, and like I said, you can do it over Zoom, that you don't have to be physically in person. It is possible to do it over Zoom. And 45 minutes, well spent I mean, what's your downside 
if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does work, then send across some sats, value for value uh, arrangement here. Then, I like I said, I vouch for them personally. I've personally felt the the difference, the upside, and they truly did help me because I was really struggling uh, with that random sneezing fit, which I'd been battling for weeks till I met them. Uh, and yes, I have done uh, a session with them to try and open my mind more to the French language and I found that that has helped as well it's it's hard to describe it's as if people talk slower now when they're talking French I don't know what they did whether they've unlocked some kind of barrier in my mind where I used to panic as soon as people would just like randomly come up to start talking to me uh, completely out of context uh, now that that doesn't seem as scary or it seems a little easier to deal with a little easier to understand so something something's happened something's clicked and like I said it, it, honestly it could be absolutely anything maybe you're struggling with an old injury you just cannot some kind of niggle guarantee you they'll be able to figure something out and help you uh, so get in touch uh, I'll find that link that they sent as well for you, uh, for you to find and and listen to and look out for them at uh, any of the meetups coming up go and uh, reach out uh, I'll put their Twitter handles in here as well. So thanks again, guys, for coming on. Thanks for doing your work in the Bitcoin space. Thanks for giving back to the community. Make sure you guys are up to speed and checking out the, the show sponsors. Get to a meetup if you can in 2024, or even better, start one. Join Orange Pill app, find your plebs or find your meetups and get to Madeira. Madeira is going to be a great conference. First to the 3rd of March. Get over there, bring the family. There's going to be a golf competition as well in the lead-up. Loads of side and satellite events, a music concert as well. Uh, it's, it's going to be great. We're, we're going for a couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to meeting all the plebs. So you can use the code BITTEN to get yourself a 10% discount on all of your ticket purchases there. And then, of course, Stack, Swan in the US, Relay across Europe, HODL, HODL are global, and they're KYC-free. WasabiWallet.io are going to help you up your privacy with CoinJoin service. Bitbox02 for your self-custody. And Mempool.space to go and check out what's going on on the Bitcoin blockchain. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you on the next one.